0: Welcome to the Coworking Out Loud podcast, an exploration into storytelling, community, and the art of being human. This is episode eight of the Coworking Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Kat Johnson. As you probably know, I do a lot of writing about co-working. That's pretty much what I'm known for these days. But something I've done since I first started writing professionally back in 2009 is music writing. And over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of musicians and artists, and I really love doing it. At this point, it's a small part of my business and what I do, but I keep doing it because I really get a lot out of it and I like connecting with musicians in um, in different ways. Some of my favorite, best interviews of all time have been with musicians, including Lucinda Williams and Regina Carter and Trevor Hall, Mary Gaucher. It's such a joy. I get to talk with people who I admire so much and whose music means so much to me. And the flip side of that is my worst interview ever, ever to this day was with a musician. At the time, I was still fairly new to interviewing people, and I had set up an interview with Erica Winterstrom from The Heartless Bastards. The first problem came, I was on the road, I was over the hill in Silicon Valley. I had taken the train, so. I didn't have a car that I could pop into and do the interview, which I've done dozens of times, car interviews. My plan was to go to the local library and get either a meeting room or find a little area that that was a talking zone. I'd be able to link into their Wi-Fi and do the call from there. So I go to the library, show up early ahead of time, so I have plenty of time to get ready. And the first problem is that they have plenty of meeting rooms and they're all empty but you can't use them unless you're a cardholder at that particular branch or in that particular system. And you couldn't be a cardholder unless you lived there. They had no way to give a, a guest pass or let, let someone in for a day. And the librarian was not giving, she was not budging an inch on that one. So I put my questions and kind of prompts into an offline document and I thought I'll just go outside sit outside and do the call from somewhere around the building there must be a bench or something. So I go outside the wind is howling it's blowing like crazy. I can't even hear myself think let alone do a call. So I realize I'm not going to get a good recording and my little I have a little recorder that my uh, the headpiece, from my phone links to the recorder so i can record my calls. So i start hunting around for a quiet spot where the wind isn't absolutely howling. All around the library are just houses and trees and the the rustling of the trees is making things even louder. But across this grassy field is this kind of pavilion-looking structure so i'm like maybe there's something over there. All i'm looking for at this point is like a decent windbreak. So I jam across the field and at this point, I'm still like 10 minutes out from our interview time. So I'm still feeling okay. So I get to the pavilion and it's an outdoor swimming pool, but nobody's there. So I'm like, perfect. It's a great wind block. I climb up to the top bleacher and at this point, I'm like three minutes out from the interview time. So I'm a little bit anxious, flip open my laptop Uh, give my questions a quick look, I turn on my recorder, and it flashes the low battery signal. And that's when I start freaking out, my heart's racing. Um, I had no battery spares, which is a total rookie move. And it's time for our call. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to have a recording. So I'm just going to have to Type like crazy while I'm interviewing her and talking with her, and try to get as much down from our conversation as I can. So, two o'clock comes, I start dialing the number, and all of a sudden, the swimming pool doors open and in flood dozens of people to the pool area because, of course, the pool opened at two. So, all of a sudden it's loud and crazy and there's shrieks and laughter and splashing and people are jumping off the diving board and I'm dialing trying to hear the whole thing thinking this cannot be happening. Freaking out when Erica picks up, she's like, hello, in her her cool rock star voice. And I then proceeded to fumble my way through the worst interview of my life. I was stressed and distracted. I couldn't hear very well. I was typing furiously. Her responses to my questions were short, sometimes one word, and I was having a hard time engaging her. And I'm sure she was wondering what the hell was going on with me because I was totally distracted and disengaged. And long story short, it was awful. Mercifully, it was over in about 20 minutes. And in hindsight, there are so many things I would have done differently, including shooting her off an email and saying, Hey, can we reschedule? Like that would have been the easiest, but you know, I, I was, uh, going full force ahead, even though it was absolutely not working out at all. But there we were having our interview in the swimming pool. <laughs> so the article turned out okay, I mean, one thing you do as a writer, sometimes you have to spin very little into something. Um, It was not great. And for years, that's been my go-to story of the awful interview. Recently, I saw that Erica had released a solo album and she was coming through Santa Cruz. So I knew I had to interview her again. I knew I had to go full circle with this story and potentially tie it up nicely in a little bow. So I reached out to her publicist, set up an interview. And at the time I hadn't heard the record. I didn't know anything about it. But as I started prepping for the interview and researching what she had been up to and listening to the songs, I was absolutely blown away. I realized there was so much there and I was thrilled to interview her. There was a lot about her life right now that really resonating with me. She let go of some things. She has a new appreciation for things. She's working on a different level, getting to know herself. She's giving herself permission to say no. There's just a lot of really cool stuff that's that's, um, coming from her direction right now. And I had no idea of any of that going into it. But once we started chatting, it turned into seriously one of my favorite interviews ever. It's what I try to do, no matter who I'm interviewing is you kind of start talking about whatever their, their business or their thing or their art is. And then I try to let it, let the conversation kind of settle into a place of humanness where we're just talking as two humans and try to get rid of that divide that I'm interviewing them and that they're a rock star or a business owner or whatever. And just try to connect on that level. And she was so available to just go there. She was really open and really cool. And it's hard to put my finger on it, but she, it was just a very cool conversation. And, um, we both got a little misty eyed at one point, just talking about the power of transformation and art and healing and new perspectives and that life is sometimes hard, but beautiful. And, Anyway, it turned into one of my favorite interviews of all time and I've been thinking about this a lot lately like there's so many kind of lessons here for me. The first was I do feel like I got to come full circle with that situation that now the story of my worst interview ever has this cool ending where Um, I really connected with this person on a, on a cool emotional human level. And it also was, um, it was a good opportunity for me to look at how far I've come as an interviewer and writer and someone who does this and to think back on my younger self who made myself so crazy, like it just wasn't working out at all. And I just pushed and pushed and pushed through and came up with something, that was less than great because I didn't have the, the willingness or courage or whatever to say, you know what, it's not working. Let's, let's reschedule this or let's ditch it or whatever. So um, I guess that's my big takeaway with this one. I just really wanted to share this story. And the article, I feel like it turned out really cool. And I've been getting a lot of great feedback from it if you're interested in hearing it, if you're into rootsy, indie, cool rock stuff, I cannot recommend this record highly enough. it's It's so cool to me when someone's willing to be honest and open and vulnerable, and especially in the rock and roll world where it's like the tougher and harder you are, you know, there's, there's such a cool thing wrapped around it for somebody who's already has, who already has a really well-established reputation for being a cool ass rock and roll woman to bring this whole other part of herself to her music and her art and the conversation. I just, I highly recommend it. So I'll put a link to the, to the album or, or some more information in the show notes, but In the meantime, I'm feeling like, find those areas in your life where you can tie up a loose end or go full circle with something or take a shitty story and turn it into something that has a cool ending. And it might not have worked. Like I, with that interview, with the second interview, it may have turned out that it was another bad interview and we just didn't have a We just weren't synced up at all, and interviewing's not her thing, and it just didn't work out. But it didn't go that way. Um, I made some space for a different ending, and it totally veered off into such cool territory, and I'm so glad that that's the ending to that story. And I'm really happy for Erica, and I'm really glad that the article worked out. So I hope you're well. I hope things are going your way. If you want to subscribe to this show, please do. While you're there, you can leave a rating and review. The best place to do it is through the Apple Podcast app, but um, you can also listen at CatJohnson.co. And I will talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye.